Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And a very good Friday morning to you and it certainly is beginning to feel a lot like Christmas for many uh, people. Today will be the final day of uh, work. I don't know if all the schools have already closed up or is, is today the day that they're, they're officially uh, closing up. I think some of them are, are already uh, closed but it really is kind of the start of uh, Christmas and it's kind of a nice lead in couple of days to prep and, and uh, get ready and you're, oh my God, I have to say my heart goes out to the passengers that caught up in Gatwick. Um, there was hundreds of Irish passengers were left uh, stranded with these this drone or drones. It's hard to know how many people were involved in flying these illegal drones so close to Gatwick uh, Airport and of course all of the airlines today now scrambling to try to get those that were discommoded yesterday to try to get them home for Christmas because of course yesterday uh, all of the flights in and out of Gatwick were grounded for much of the day. They reckon about 120,000 people were left uh, stranded near Lingus and Ryanair now putting emergency measures uh, in place to try to reschedule those passengers that couldn't get out yesterday and this of course is the busiest weekend of the year and today traditionally is the busiest day of the year at all airports. Ryanair have already taken the decision. They are routing all of their passengers uh, from instead of Dublin Gatwick they're going uh, Dublin London Stansted or London Stansted Dublin. They took that decision yesterday. Aer Lingus say they haven't made that decision but they are putting contingency plans in place and they're going to have extra an additional capacity on their Ryanair flights hoping that will ensure minimum guest disruption. Now somebody speaking on behalf of Gatwick yesterday said that they were forced to shut down Gatwick because of these drones. They say whoever was responsible, it was highly targeted and it was designed to close the airport, which it did. It was also designed to bring maximum disruption in the run up to Christmas. And of course, under UK law, drone operators are forbidden from flying within a one kilometre of airports and I'm assuming it's the same rules here. We did have something similar back in April of last year, April of 2017 
Cork Airport was shut down briefly after a drone was spotted illegally hovering within its oh it's a five kilometre area okay surrounding the terminals here whereas in the UK it is a one uh, kilometre but it really caused a huge amount of disruption and just your heart would go out to people the excitement of getting to the airport of going home I mean anyone who is at an airport in this run up to Christmas is probably one of the most emotional places to go to sit and watch loved ones getting reunited it's just one of those magical parts of Christmas I mean I've been in airports in the past where I've been you know while waiting for someone to arrive watching other families being reunited and I'm normally in floods of tears I always say to people if you're going to spend any time at an airport before Christmas bring tissues with you it's just a wonderful wonderful reunion of uh, families and I'm already seeing texts in from people saying that they have loved ones who are already home our loved ones who are due home over the next few days so enjoy that it is a very, very special time. And as I say, commiserations if you did have a loved one that was due in yesterday from Gatwick, please God, they'll get home safely uh, today. I know I had a friend of mine whose daughter was on an early flight from Gatwick to Dublin Airport and uh, mum and dad had headed to Dublin the night before and decided to check into a hotel because they wanted to be at the airport nice and early to meet their daughter and they were afraid of getting caught in traffic and all of that. So they got to Dublin, got out to the airport uh, early. Their daughter got to Gatwick to be told, sorry, your flight's not going. Now, she was very quick. She realised, I think, fairly quickly, there's no point hanging around the airport here. So she got a train from Gatwick back into London and then got a tube out to Heathrow, ran to an Aer Lingus desk and managed to get the last seat on a flight into Cork. Now, she did have the problem that her parents were in Dublin, but her sister managed to go to Cork uh, to collect her uh, and and take her home to uh, Tipperary. So they did get reunited and they weren't put out uh, too much. But I have heard stories of others who, who, you know, families at the airport and and they didn't make a plane and they're waiting and hopefully going to make the flights today. So hopefully that will all get uh, sorted. But my thoughts with anyone that's got caught up in that but also my thoughts with all the families are having these wonderful wonderful reunions enjoy Christmas huge thank you to everybody who helped us out and everybody who turned up for our outside broadcast yesterday on the Grand Parade for Glow it was a wonderful day and there was a huge buzz around the city a real festive buzz and I have to say, when I was leaving the city, which would have been after one o'clock, probably about half past one, there was little or no availability in any of the car parks. There was queues. I was passing Blackpool Shopping Centre, the queue of traffic to get in. I was glad to be getting out of it, I can tell you. But certainly there's a wonderful, wonderful Christmas atmosphere up there. And one of the points we were getting across yesterday is to try to get people to use public transport. And a reminder to you that the Glow Markets and the Ferris Wheel are opening for an additional day this year. They're going to be open on Sunday the 23rd that's just to make up for the fact that it had to close last Saturday due to storm Deirdre and the Bishop Lucy Park experience that won't open for the additional day that finishes up tomorrow Saturday but an additional day for the Glow Markets and the Ferris Wheel and go up on the Ferris Wheel you just get the most amazing views out over the city it really is fabulous Okay, coming up on the programme today we will catch up with one of the independent TDs who occupied the branch of KBC Bank on Wednesday trying to stop family homes being repossessed. We'll find out what they achieved by their occupation on Wednesday. We're also hearing uh, some good news out of Middleton in that the festive music is back on the streets. This was something we raised on the programme a couple of weeks ago when we heard that the festive music has been removed, a tradition that's been going for a number of years in the town of Middleton. And it's, and it's lovely to walk down 
come through a town and have music piped out it, it really adds to that festive atmosphere so we were disappointed to hear that the ESB networks got involved and they weren't happy with the way the speakers were hanging for the music so the music was taken down but anyway we're hearing good news that it's back so we'll get an update on that. There is a candlelight vigil for the Samaritans going ahead tonight. It's to highlight their work and also to get the message out to people who will find Christmas challenging this year that help is available. You're not alone and if you feel you've nowhere else to turn to please pick up the phone and call the uh, Samaritans. It is the 20th anniversary of the writing and the first performance of the song Silent Night and I took part in a lovely little recording to commemorate that 200th anniversary which we'll play and talk about a little bit later on. We're also staying with anniversaries because it's the 30th anniversary of the closure of Pirate Radio and our own John Green has a very special Where the Road Takes Me kicking off this weekend. We will talk with John about that. Farmers are are asked to help out with a fundraiser for suicide uh, awareness. We're going to have the last uh, crime file of 2019 and Mark going to the movies and he's taking a look at movies that are on over Christmas and he'll give you his favourite movies that'll be showing over Christmas to give you some tips uh, of movies that you can watch this year. 1850 text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and here's Andy Williams telling it as it is. It's the most wonderful time of the With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the season of all There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago It's the most wonderful time of the There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time Oh, the most wonderful time Of the year 
Andy Williams and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hi Patricia says somebody by WhatsApp. What time does Bishop Lucy Park close tomorrow evening? Planning on going to see it. Thanking you. Uh, Bishop Lucy Park tomorrow closes at half past eight tomorrow. So today and tomorrow the last two days it's half four to half eight. They needed to be dark obviously because there's a lot of illuminations uh, in there. So half eight uh, tomorrow night with the Ferris wheel and the markets staying o- open for an extra day. They're open on Sunday but not Bishop Lucy Park. Now earlier this month we highlighted a story out of uh, out of Middleton. We were talking about the fact that for the past 20 years uh, Middleton has been broadcasting festive tunes through a network of speakers attached to lightning standards across Main Street. But this year, the ESB network had been accused of spoiling Christmas in Middleton as the pipe music was banned until the speakers could be relocated to a safer location. They said it was due to health and safety. Middleton Chambers' Fergus McCarthy joins me with an update on this story. Uh, Good morning to you, Fergus. Morning, Patricia. I'm I'm doing very well and a happy Christmas to you and everybody in in Middleton. Am I right in saying sense has prevailed? Well, uh, we've we've gotten around it. I'm not sure if sense has prevailed that there was no budging with the ESP network, but uh, we have music on the main street now. Thank God. Uh, after uh, after a long head scratching, and we figured something out. Uh, so we we have we're up and running for the last three days. I think brilliant, brilliant. And had were you doing anything different this year to what you've been doing for the last twenty years? From not where- at all. Oh. Absolutely nothing. What, what we had up originally in November was exactly the same. You know, we, it, it was a tried and trusted formula, so it was like there was, there was, we thought there was no reason to mess with us, you know, until we were told otherwise. And it was the, the dreaded health and safety? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, there's much you can say about us now. I know, I, 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 know. I think we thought it, it stood the test of time and uh, tried and tested, as I say, and we've never, ever had some, nothing ever happen, you know, like even minor, you know, nothing came loose, nothing in 20 years. You so know, the plan so. will be what next year to look well, at we it? Have, um, we have, what, what, I'll tell you now, there's the, 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 the lights in town are put up by, in the last several years, by uh, Mark Dolphin and um, um, Patter Walsh. And okay. the two lads, uh, uh, they don't do anything with the music, but uh, they, they were kind of they were thinking about it and we were discussing, like, next year now we have to try and figure out what we're going to do. And one of the lads thought, we have these old lights that we don't use anymore. And uh, so if we took the brackets from them and attached speakers to them, Great. so we figured out, you know, like you have to be careful because you don't want to have it near a residence and you don't want it near an office or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, you can't conduct business, obviously, if there's a speaker blaring outside the door, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. or outside the window. But uh, so we, we last Friday, we went up uh, and down the town. And we kind of, uh, we figured out where we could put them. And uh, on Monday then, the, 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 over the weekend, the lads did work on them. They did loads of work. It was a massive credit due to Mark and Patter now, in fairness to them, you know. But, um, so, uh, they're up and running. We have we have music and it's great. And, like, the, I've been blown away with the reaction from people, like, you know. Uh, you know, there was a lot of people saying, you know, that it was really missed. But the yeah. that it's back, like, it, it seems to have made just such an enormous difference. And this was coming so close to Christmas. Then it was all, all of a sudden. Then, like there was a, there was an, a rush of enthusiasm for Christmas around They're the brilliant. place. I think because we know. we we had uh, when we were highlighted here in the program, we had calls in from people. Then some people had missed the interview, saying, "Why is there no music in Middleton this year? What has happened?" Uh, yeah. You know, so it it really was missed. People, it was missed. I think and it's I, when like, it's a tradition, people expect yeah. it. Then 
Absolutely, you know, and, and I, I think, like, it's only when something goes then you kind of realise, OK, actually, people did appreciate it. Like, we were putting it up every year, but, you know, because you're not getting that much feedback on it, because it's, it's not a, a topic of conversation, yeah. because it's just expected, you know. But, it, it, you know, it, it, it's been amazing. Like, on social media, we've been so enthusiastic about it, uh, you know, uh, since we, they heard it was coming back. Uh, and uh, it's been brilliant and it's, been, it's just been lovely you know, to, I had to double back actually to take your call now I was walking <laughs> up the dog with my dog in his Santa suit you know heading up towards the bank and it was lovely we had Boney M at the time now, ah, you know, and terrific it, terrific you know, it, it, and like, it plays from what time to what time? Uh, we turn it on around 9 in the morning and it's kind of turned off to, uh, kind of well, early on in the in the like in December, it would be kind of turned off around six o'clock, and then as you get closer, we as the shops stay open later, we would leave it on a little longer. So, stewing it while the shops are open, yeah, and yeah it just as you say, exactly. it just adds that. And if you can get nice crisp weather to go with it, and people wrapped yeah. up warm, it's, it's but you know, funnily enough, actually, I I always found like that when when you know the, when like the, it was dark, it gets darker on half hour and whatever, and it's uh, when the, when it's miserable. I always appreciated it when I'd be trudging up the street when it was when it was miserable as well. You You'd know? appreciate like, it all the more. Yeah, but since since the since we've actually got it working now, the weather's been pretty good. The last good. few days have been really nice. The sun is shining, and it's just lovely. And how street, you know? how is Middleton doing this Christmas from a business point of view? Uh, I, you know, Middleton, we're very lucky. Like, I mean, there, there, like there's there was you know there's a lot of talk about kind of uh, towns struggling and so on and so forth. We're incredibly lucky. Like we have a lovely selection of shops, and like we've, we, there's a good kind of hinterland around us that, that supports us, you know. And um, I, I, I think everybody's quite happy. Like the town, town seems very busy, really. Good you know? and shop local. That's the message we've been trying absolutely. to get to get out. Absolutely, this, I mean, the, 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 what they, what's on offer is well worth supporting for, on its own bat, but then just to support your local town as well, you know, it, it, it's very important. I'd say that to anybody in any town, you know. Well, have a wonderful Christmas to you and, and everybody in Middleton. Thank and, you very uh, much. Thanks a million, Fergus, for joining us. Good That's morning, Jim. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Middleton Chamber. Ferg, uh, Fergus McCarthy, if you're doing your shopping in uh, Middleton, bring your bring your, your singing voice with you because you can sing along to the songs as well but I do think that's lovely to walk down the street and to have that kind of piped music it really does add to the festive uh, cheer so well done to everybody uh, involved there uh, today of course we have in an Everyman Free Panto Friday we have um, will I do this are we ready to go with this now will I do the pantomime once now John Paul are you ready to go yeah okay um, what do I need to do I need to do this Call now to win your family pass to the Everyman Panto, Cinderella, 1850-333-103. C103. And we'll go with caller five to get through to John Paul. Now, caller five, if you would like to win a family pass to go to the Everyman to see Cinderella that we spoke about yesterday on the programme and everybody's saying this is such a terrific pantomime this year. It is running until Saturday the 13th of January and we have tickets to get you and your family, family of up to four people and it can be made up of any combination of boys and girls and mammies and daddies and grannies, whichever way you want to break up the tickets, feel free. And our tickets for today are for Friday the 11th of January. So it could be something lovely to look at look forward to after uh, Christmas so get uh, dialing and we're going we're calling number five for this hour's Everyman Free Panto 
Friday tickets 1850-333-103 later on also in the final hour we'll be very busy because we'll have Panto tickets to give away but we will also have a set of Nathan Carter tickets to give away Nathan Carter is playing live at the Marquee on Friday the 14th of June we have a pair of tickets tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.ie we will play a clip from Nathan with a word bleeped out and you have to work out what is the missing word will we take a listen to today's sentence comment from Nathan because I've always been a fan of Joe and his music my my mum was a huge fan of Joe Dillon she used to go and watch him in Liverpool Ah, I I think I've got this one without even looking at the answer Okay, we'll play that again in the next hour and then it'll be the final hour we will give you the opportunity to ring in and hopefully win our last pair of Nathan Carter tickets live at the Marquee on Friday the 14th of June I was talking about the airport and what had happened in Gatwick Airport yesterday and that's prompted Tony to give us a call. He's actually at Cork Airport at the moment. He just wants to issue a word of warning because a lot of people will be heading to the airport today on that exciting day that I spoke about where you're going to pick up your loved ones. Word of warning from Tony he uh, of people who pull up and park right outside the terminal building. You know that point where you can just you can use it for drop off or you can park your car there and run in if you're meeting somebody from a plane and you time it so that the plane has just just landed. Tony said word of warning to people the word on the ground is they are clamping people who are parking their car there and staying for too long in those parking spaces. He said many people do that they just pop in a few minutes before the uh, flight. Tony says this morning he's slow to do it because he really doesn't want to get clamped and that would be a miserable start to your Christmas festivities to come out and uh, find your car has been clamped so Tony just wants to wish you that as the word of warning it's okay if you know you literally are running in and the person is waiting for you inside but anything can delay a loved one getting off a plane there can be a delay with the bag and whatever and while you might only think you're only going to be a couple of minutes you could end up having to park the car longer and then you come back out to discover your car has been uh, clamped uh, so be careful with that 1850 333 103 Court Today with Haven Nursing Home Mallow it's family run so your loved one will feel at home see breedhaven.ie C103 Flora Gelga RC103 Bacul Toy Wrap August Ashore 2 Pack Secure Rugok 2 Pack in Nua Aruk Merk V Bwintmore Ega Hismohori Savaktas Kerta Savilta de Guini Gurma, Iverka, August Ka Avaher, Trevesha, Ibrazunfu, August Ieg Umper Tupac. Kuga Kura, Gumur, Ivaim, Er Tupac, August Hustig She, E Kumakul, in Nadog, Octoshots. Huol She, Kuig Album Kul, August E in a Vahig. Forshe Boss, Ern True Law Deog, De Vanfor, Nadog Nokshe, August E Kuig Vlinas Veha. Le Brewer Gwilga is Misha Abini Vinicon of Gwilskol Hamostavishmala. CK'd Asa 3 Kirkig. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Now, the government is to introduce legislation that would make it more difficult for courts to grant possession orders for family homes. The move comes amid considerable controversy over the eviction of a farmer and his siblings from a property in County Roscommon last week, which then led to a group of independent TDs occupying a KBC branch in Dublin on Wednesday. One of those TDs was West Cork Independent All Deputy Michael Collins, who joins me. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, and, and you're welcome. Now, who came up with the idea of occupying the KBC branch? And this wasn't the first time, was it? 
it wasn't and I said I was maybe uh, being uh, said there or you're just you know, jumping on the bandwagon now because, you know, something happened in Roscommon. It wasn't 10 months ago. We carried out the very same exercise uh, in Bagot Street branch of the KBC branch. Um, and at that time, we requested uh, a meeting. And there was a standoff. It didn't last seven hours and 10 minutes like this one, but there was a standoff for maybe 45 minutes. And we requested a meeting with senior officials in KBC Bank, and wa- that was accepted. It never happened. We had a lot of correspondence between uh, since then, and and this meeting never happened. So, really, it was unfinished business. And uh, you know, maybe it was an important thing to do. I think uh, you know the whole nation was incensed at what they saw up in in, in Roscommon, and I, I think there was you know like it was like a tank of of, of air that needed to be uh, opened, and we gave we opened that, and and we did take a coffin in. Um, I think the, the now the idea want, the, the the symbol of the coffin is what the symbol of the coffin is simply the amount of people that have suffered and have min- mental health issues and have committed suicide because of the stress that banks are putting them under. I heard the Taoiseach this week saying there's been all, just on a little over four hundred evictions. That's four hundred too many. Mm. And 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 the, the reason Patricia I was there was that I wanted to represent the tens and thousands maybe throughout the country, and obviously my own constituency, and I talked to quite a lot of them, that are, that are in difficult circumstances and want to pay. This is the, I, I don't really want to stand there with people that don't want to pay nothing. I want to stand there with the people that want to pay and want to negotiate with the bank, and the banks are refusing to negotiate with them. And the KBC Bank have been, I suppose, maybe, like somebody said, why do you use some other bank? And I said, well, that's open to us. There's no saying that we won't do that. But certainly the KBC Bank, and at that time when we did it two months ago, I think the Balbriggan eviction was going on. And we wanted to send a message saying that some politicians, we don't want to be inside the dollar. I mean, it's important to do your talking in the dollar times, but sometimes you'd want to do a little bit more than talk. You want to do a little bit of walking. And I, I, I listened carefully during the week because this was a, a plan going on uh, for over a week that we had unfinished business and we had to finish it. And obviously the Ross commenting exploded the whole thing. But I listened to both Leo Varadkar and, and Mia Martin. Uh, uh, Mia Martin was near silent on the, on the matter. And Leo Varadkar was more or less back in the banks. And I said, no, they're, 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 you know, there is a situation out there that people are in, in, in very much stressed mortgages and people are losing farms and they're losing their homes and they're young people that try to get off in life and get a start in life. And in some cases, the banks threw money at them, left, right and centre. And now they're like vultures. They're taking it back without them. And remember one thing, Patricia, the Irish people, the state, bailed out these banks and very, very few of them have been made accountable for it. Very few of them have lost their homes. Yeah, that, and in yeah. this situation, they've you're, been you're, quite you, are, you are so right. And we have a story out of uh, North Cork of a family in Kildare whose little boy uh, is... Is, is, has only got days left to live he's, he's terminally ill uh, and obviously when you have a terminally ill child uh, the mother had to give up work uh, the father's uh, job went couldn't couldn't get work they have been in negotiations with the bank they've been paying the bank only to discover now that their mortgage has been sold on to a vulture fund they get a letter in the post telling them that the mortgage has been sold on to a vulture fund they have a little boy who's dying and what they're going to get evicted from their home is, they, is that this is the Ireland of 2018? It's cold. It's going to get very, very cold, and you're 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 calculated as a number, not as a human being. And your story that you've told there that can be told to a bank, a senior bank official. It's not making its way to the top, and it's, they've made a decision at the top. We will get these people out of their homes. No matter what ma- manner in which we do it, we will do it. And we've seen how how they go about it. Pull you by the top of your ears. 
and basically kick you out your gate and you might have spent all of your life working hard on that farm and you might owe money and you may want to, to negotiate a deal with the bank and try and see can we work through this through t- difficult times because people's lives turn around. Today it might be difficult. In a year's time, things could be much more better and they could sit behind the counter and say, wait a minute, we can go back to the previous payment that we had before. But you can't do that if you're, 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 you know, mortgage is sold off. Are you there, Michael? Yes, definitely. Yes. Sorry, no, you just broke up for a sec. Uh, and thank God for social media because we were able to see the eviction, you know, up close and, and personal. And what was most disturbing about it, Michael, was the private security companies executing court orders. They are currently unregulated. That must be looked at. They're, they're unregulated and there was a lot of serious questions raised as to their legitimacy and, and hasn't been answered yet. And I feel that the focus from our two main leaders has been on uh, the, 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 the people that own the, the, the property and, and how wrong they are. Instead of focusing on the banks who go to another country, basically, bring in a hit, like a, something similar to a hit squad and pull people out of their own homes. And it's, it, it, it goes back in history. It happened to us here in this country before and people are feeling very, very angry about it. And that's why we spend over seven hours in KBC Bank trying to negotiate a situation with them that we would meet senior officials and we will negotiate with them a way forward that we think is suitable and that they will work with the people going forward. And they didn't want to meet initially, uh, Patricia, but I think our determination was shown to him. I think they thought we were, we were only bluffing them. I was, with, I told them, I said, I'm here to Christmas Day. I'm here to laugh. I don't mind. And they said, we're getting guards. Go and get the guards. We're causing absolute... We, the one thing I was very careful of, and Matty and Carol, the same, the two T's, Carol Nolan and Matty McGrath, we did not want to frighten staff because the counter staff are not to blame here in any, in any bank, um, number one. And number two, we were, there was no violence. So anyone that was with us, and there was maybe 15, 20 more out, uh, on the outside of the building, um, were not there to cause any violence whatsoever. We don't, we don't support that because that's not the way to go here. Okay. But certainly a peaceful protest is, is the way to go. So it, la- it lasted seven hours and ten minutes. And what, <laughs> what, did you, what, what do you think it achieved? What did you get out of it? Well, initially there was going to be no meeting and they weren't going to give in to any demands. And then they came back and said, OK, sometime maybe late January we'll have a meeting. So we set a date. We said, we said OK, we'll make it very clear here. We want to meet senior officials in KBC uh, on the 9th of January at 2 o'clock in this branch or somewhere in Dublin if you want. And that's what we wanted and that's what we got. We weren't willing to leave. We were threatened with guards. Eventually they brought guards who were very courteous just because they knew we weren't there causing trouble. We were there just to fight for the people, our constituents, mainly the people of Ireland. And the reaction was, throughout Ireland, was phenomenal, like the, the feedback and the messages, because we were, again, the social media, we were getting our messages out, and in fairness to the media, including yourselves, were, were feeding back, you know, willing to speak to us and, and, and give us airplay time and, and explain our situation and explain why we were there. The banks, I think, got more fearful because of that, and in the end, they acceded to, the, to, to our request. Now, I wouldn't like to call it the men's, because it's like as if we were in for a bank raid, but we weren't. But the bottom line is we were not going moving. No, the situation, of course, there was a lot of negotiating to and fro, to and fro. And, 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 and in, the, in the meantime, obviously, we were getting a little hungry and we asked for food, which is a legitimate request. And they had to ring uh, their, their bosses to see who would be allowed to bring in food and they wouldn't allow us bring in any new food. But I will say some people were sneaking in bars of chocolate um, just to keep us alive, you know. <laughs> Okay, they, they were, when you say you looked for food, you weren't expecting them to provide you with food. You wanted to get no. food sent into you, and they and they and they refused. They refused. 
They refused. The restaurant next door were bringing it into us. All we had to do was just order it, and they'd hand it to us, and we'd eat it basically. And they said, what they said was, he can go out and eat it outside, but we were not willing to go outside that door. Well, we the, 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 door. the front the door, door will be locked. locked. Yeah. And we know what right. we were. Okay, we, so the meeting's in January, and we'll get back. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. That's where uh, you're at. Sure. But like, okay. it's a very serious matter for people, and, and people have been, you know, uh, there's been a lot of mental health issues over this, and suicide. And, uh, it's un, it's un, uh, unbelievable the banks and leaders of our country haven't really stood up to the banks and said, wait a minute, as I said earlier on, we build you out, it's time now to help these people and make sure they do pay, yes, but they pay what they can pay and let everybody work together and try and go through this problem together. That's not there at the moment, are you? Okay, listen, we'll touch base with you again in the new year. Uh, Michael, in the meantime, thank you. thank you for that. Have a happy Christmas. Thank you, and a happy Christmas to you and your listeners and to all the staff at 103. Okay, mind Thanks yourself, you. take care. That is Got independent uh, Dáil Deputy Michael Collins, who was one of the three independent TDs, who long I think were members of the Land League, occupied KBC Bank on uh, Wednesday. Uh, John in Clonakilty says, Patricia, in 2009, uh, in the crash of the banks, what did they say in the October of that year? John says, they says we will go after the small guy because we can get him. There's no need going after the guy that owes billions because we won't get anywhere near that person. We'll go after the small guy instead and it certainly looks with some of the banks that is exactly what they are doing. 1850 John Paul taking your calls. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. We did have a winner on our free... Free Panto Friday, the first pair of tickets that we're giving away. First of three family pass for four people for Friday, January the 11th. And Bernadette Brown, Newtown Chandram, uh, is our winner in the first hour. Congratulations, Bernadette Brown, Newtown Chandram. Court today. With Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow. It's family run, so your loved one will feel at home. See breedhaven.ie. C103. And uh, many thanks to some people who are sending in lovely messages by WhatsApp and text. For example, Eileen says, uh, thank you for all the information and kindness during the year. Uh, also to John Paul and all the crew, happy Christmas and God bless. That's from Eileen. Thank you for that. Eileen and Margaret says, happy Christmas, Patricia, John Paul and all at C103 for all your wonderful programmes during the year. That's from Margaret. Thank you for that, Margaret. And there's been lovely Christmas cards have come in and uh, we've got a couple of really nice mass bouquets as well. And we really, really do appreciate them. We mightn't get to mention them all, but we really do appreciate them. Uh, People have been extremely uh, kind. Now, Sadie Gobbins sent me in a CD. It is a charity CD that has been recorded by the pupils of Kilshanna Music School, which is in Mitchelstown. And it is a really professionally well put together Christmas carols. Uh, it's got all the traditional ones of Holy Night is uh, there walking in the air. The first Noel when a child is born. Twelve tracks in total. But it's a charity CD with all of the proceeds going to Leams, Lifts and Bumblance, which I think is lovely. So it's children helping out other children and helping out adults because Leams, Leams Lifts is a fantastic service that uh, gets people from uh, North Cork to and from the hospitals when they're in need for chemo and uh, radiotherapy. They're just a fantastic uh, organisation and we know, we know the great work of Bumbulance uh, that they all over the country. When children are ill, that special ambulance turns up there and the Bumbulance are just, they're magical. And I always get almost emotional when I think about one of the things that they really focus on is when a child is at the end and as they say, when they're about to grow their angel wings. And for many families, they they want to 
bring their children home for that last period of time. Sometimes it might only be uh, days. In some cases, it's, it's only hours. And uh, the ambulance, the, that ambulance will turn up at any hospital. Usually it's one of the children's hospitals in Dublin. And they'll pack up that little one as uh, their angel wings are about to grow and put them in the back of the ambulance and get them home safe. And it's just, it's it's one of those charities that I always feel, if you ever come across anything that's fundraising for Bumblings, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a charity you hope you'll never have to use or that any of your loved ones will never have to use. But we've got to be aware that for many families, they, they, they do have to use Bumblings. Anyway, let me get back to this lovely CD from the Children of Kilshana, the music school in Mitchellstown. Now, I've personally selected one of my favourite Christmas carol and it's a Christmas carol I haven't played so far this year this used to be when I was a child this used to be my party piece but can I say my party piece was not up to the same standard of uh, Kilchana Junior Choir so sit back relax and enjoy this this is Away in a Manger lovely. That is just, that made my day, I have to say. That is Kilshana Junior Choir and their version of Away in a Manger. And they have 12 tracks in total in their little album, which is called A Kilshana Christmas Carol. And the CDs are on sale in Mitchellstown Credit Union. You can get them from Lil's Boutique in Mitchellstown, the Fergrove Hotel uh, and Kay Capeless's Christmas Tree Farm in uh, Skihina Rinka. So good luck to all involved there. Hope you sell lots and no doubt loads of them have already been sold but we hope that you sell many, many more of them with the proceeds going to Leams, Lifts and Bumpyland. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Uh, Trish, happy Christmas. I lost my glasses and a glass case at the Crescent Shopping Centre 
somebody may have found them if anybody knows or heard of somebody finding obviously reading glasses in a glass case Crescent Shopping Centre in Limerick can you let us know please because we have John's number and it would be lovely to get him reunited with his glasses on this side of Christmas 1850-333-103 if you can help us with that I want to give a quick mention to the Cork Samaritans their uh, Cork vigil is taking place on the corner of the Grand Parade at the corner of Grand Parade to South Mall tonight between 7pm and 10pm they're going to have the High Hopes Choir and the Lord Mayor Councillor Mick Finn who joined us yesterday is going to be uh, there and they've selected tonight because obviously tonight is the longest night of the year and the Samaritans are hosting the these vigils all over the country it's not just here in Cork they're going to be held uh, nationwide and the, uh, the idea behind them is to just let people know that while Christmas for, for the majority of people is a happy time but for some Christmas can be a really really challenging time so the, the Samaritans want to get the message out to people by holding these candlelit vigils that there's somebody there 24-7 at the end of a phone line and the Samaritans who are always busy over Christmas and people contact them for a whole variety of reasons people find Christmas challenging it can be a bereavement people can be lonely relationships can break down there can be family problems people suffering from depression there can be abuse in the family obviously drug and alcohol uh, misuse and it can all all of those issues can just seem to get exacerbated over the festive period and they get heightened and it makes people feel very, very low indeed. So Samaritans will be available all over Christmas. If you feel you need to talk to somebody, 116-123-116-123. Are there texting services also? Some people prefer to text rather than call 87 2609090 but 116123 is the number for the Samaritans uh, if you need them uh, but if you're around the city tonight Grand Parade South Mall between 7 and 10 that special candle lit vigil on for today the longest day of the year and I actually had a lovely text in about today being well it's the longest night of the year it's the shortest day of the year and the listener says hi Patricia I'm so excited. Why? Because today is the shortest day of the year. From tomorrow, there will be a slight stretch in the evenings. Roll on the springtime and more life around again. The swallows arriving, wildlife, cows calving, spring bulbs peeping up already. The idea of packing up the car, loading up the children and the dog for a road trip. I just love it. Yes, I'm very much a country girl and I'm proud to say, yes, I'm a culture. I pity the people actually that live in cities where every day is the same. While here in the countryside the different seasons are visible there's no need at all for a calendar sorry for the rant uh, I'm on I'm on anything to put the buzz I'm sorry for the rant I'm not on anything to put the buzz in me I just feel we have turned a corner and will have turned a corner as and from tomorrow don't mention my name please as I'd be absolutely mortified happy Christmas to all your listeners uh, to and everybody at C103 and everybody involved in the team. That's a very, and a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people will um, look to today, it being the shortest day of the year, and will from tomorrow say, because it's a bit of a stretch in the, in the evening. Um, so enjoy, enjoy, and uh, enjoy Christmas as well. And you described country life beautiful, beautifully, I have to say. Now, on Deputy Michael Collins, who joined us in the last hour, 
and what Michael Collins did along with the two other independent uh, TDs when they uh, occupied the KBC, a branch of the KBC bank in uh, Dublin. Jim says, Patricia, well done to Deputy Michael Collins for taking a stand and to look at what's happening to that family in North Cork that you spoke about whose mortgage has been sold on to a vulture fund and they have uh, a little child who's dying and they are now in danger of losing their own home. It was a sad day when Michael Noonan opened, welcomed them in with open arms into this country and, and to think we the taxpayers bailed out the banks and they got away scot-free and the government still bow down to them when it comes to being taxed with all the millions in profits that they are making and making again. Someone has to stay stop to these bankers who ride rough shot over everyone and not an ounce of compassion to the plight of some of their hard-pressed customers who, as Deputy Michael Collins has said, some have taken their own lives as a result of the pressure the banks put under them. And now we're hearing of bailiffs chasing people for hospital bills for as little as €80. Euro. When will it all end, says uh, Jim. That's the shocking story the Irish Cancer Society have come out about this, haven't they? About the bailiffs have been sent after cancer patients who haven't paid a hospital bill. Just... Where does the compassion and the stories behind when someone doesn't pay a bill? Is is there nobody working in any of these offices who can pick up a phone and talk to somebody and get the story behind why somebody hasn't paid a bill rather than just seeing everything on either on paper or on a computer screen? oh, that number on that invoice wasn't paid. Yes, we sent out a reminder that invoice still wasn't paid. All right, then let's send in the bailiffs without ever knowing why the person mightn't have answered the mail that they had sent to them. Could it be because that person was inside in hospital receiving chemo, receiving radiation, was having an operation, was just feeling so unwell, the last thing that they were going to do was open up a piece of mail. Actually physically make contact with these people and find out what is going on? You know, because there's some system could be put in place that they could ring the local GP practice, for example, and speak to somebody there to find out, you know, we're trying to make contact. If they haven't been able to make contact with somebody, do you know what's going on? What's the treatment? What's happening? But you just send bailiffs around for a hospital bill. You know, as Jim says, there could be as little as 80 euro. When you're, you're right, Jim, when you say, when will it all end? But it has to end. It just has to end at some stage. Just talking of the banks, because John Paul said we had some calls in about this earlier. Seemingly Bank of Ireland customers have been experiencing delays with the processing of payments into accounts. In a statement to a number of customers on Twitter, the bank said it was aware of delays with payments that were processed overnight because most of the payments are processed overnight and a lot of people who get paid directly into their bank accounts will go to bed, no money in the account, wake up in the morning and the money is there because they do all the, the processing work is done in the small hours of the uh, morning and it looks like something went wrong with Bank of Ireland overnight. The bank say in their statement they're now processing and it will be posted money's old will be posted to customers accounts very soon. The bank has since said that all customers were paid before 8am this morning. So if you haven't checked if you were checking before 8am and you still haven't been paid my advice is uh, check again because obviously Getting delays on payments with four days before Christmas on one of the busiest weekends of the year for shopping does sound like a real, real uh, nightmare. It's not yet 
been revealed how many customers have been affected but certainly a lot of customers took to social media earlier this morning and they were voicing their concern over delays in payment but Bank of Ireland in their statement now are saying uh, that it has been uh, sorted and uh, money should be rolling back into people's accounts 1850-333-103 John Paul taking your calls a reminder that we still have Nathan Carter tickets to give away today we'll be giving these away in the final hour of the programme playing a clip from Nathan Carter you have to listen to the clip and try to work out the word we have bleeped out here's today's the final day of this here's now don't call us yet on this one but this is uh, Nathan's uh, clip because I've always been a fan of Joe and his music my my was a huge fan of Joe Dolan she used to go and watch him in Liverpool who wasn't a huge fan of the late great Joe Dolan? Anyway, we'll do that in the next hour. Okay, if you've already worked out what it is, hang on in there. Hang on in there. Your chance to win Nathan Carter tickets live at the Marquee on Friday the 14th of June and tickets are on sale since earlier this week. You can check them out at ticketmaster.ie. And is John Paul ready for our Panto tickets? Will we get those out of the way? We'll do the Panto tickets. Okay. All right. We have to do this. To win your family pass to the Everyman Panto, Cinderella, 1850 333 103. C103. And we're going to go with caller 10 to get through to John Paul. So caller 10, 1850 And uh, caller 10 will win a family pass, which is for four people to see Cinderella at the Everyman on Friday, the 11th of January. And the Panto starts at half past at seven. So caller 10 to get through to John Paul, 1850 333 103. C103 Jobs. A fitness instructor is wanted at Skibbereen Sports Centre. You must be available to teach classes early mornings, evenings and weekends. And West Cork Breakers, they're looking for an office worker. Experience is essential with bookkeeping at knowledge. Uh, you'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Court today. With Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow. It's family run, so your loved one will feel at home. See breedhaven.ie. C103. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Now, I wonder how many people actually know that this year is the 200th anniversary of the song Silent at Night. I certainly was unaware of that piece of knowledge, uh, but I had the great honour of taking part in a recording of the history of the song, which we're going to play in just a moment. But first, let's uh, chat with part of the duo behind the recording, and that's classical guitarist uh, Noel Walsh. Good morning to you, Noel. Uh, morning, and you're welcome Patricia. to studio. Now, unfortunately, Owen Leahy, your... Um, you wrote your other half, I nearly, I nearly <laughs> said. Uh, the tenor who performs is, is, is not available uh, to join us this morning. But I just, but firstly, outline your thoughts behind the recording. Now, it's only in its infancy and I know you're hoping to have it available uh, next year. When did you, did you always know Silent Night was 200 years old this oh, year? Oh, no, not at all, Patricia. Um, Silent Night, it's a huge part of all our childhoods and um, Midnight Mass in the crib, um, children with their parents and that. So we all grew up with that excitement and that. So everybody that plays music or sings music will will sing or play Silent Night. And for enough, last Christmas, Owen and I did perform it at Carlsbad Candlelight in Mallow. But it was just in January, I don't know what I was doing on the internet, but I discovered that, it, that 1818 was the first time that the song was written and performed. I said, this is the 200th anniversary of it. We should do something. We'd already performed it. 
so we had our arrangement in place. So um, I think I mentioned it to you and mm. you said, this is a great story. We have to do something. So we wrote out a narration for it, which you very kindly uh, recorded for us. And then we had Pat Barrett, who is a brilliant sound engineer living here in Mallow, and he blended the whole lot together for us. Um, so that's really what is. We just thought this is an absolutely unique occasion. Um, um, that particular era, 1818, um, in around Austria, in that uh, Salzburg and Vienna, there was a lot of beautiful music written, which was. Christmas it's it's an area music. steeped in absolutely. In music, yeah, I mean, so, songs like in eighteen eleven, "Steel, Steel, Steel" was written um, uh, in Salzburg. Eighteen sixteen, uh, "Mille Carabini and Coro," which is one that own and I do, was written. Uh, eighteen eighteen was uh, was Silent Night, and you had eighteen sixty sixty eight. Of course, was um, Brahms' Lullaby. Not not a car Christmas carol, but it's all the same type of music, you know. And it's very, very easy in the ear, very easy listening. Um, not elaborate accompaniment. It's mostly sort of voice and piano and whatever. But in this particular instance, in the case of Silent Night in 1818, um, what actually happened was um, it was the end of uh, years of, of the Napole- Napoleonic Wars. And the people there were extremely poor. And uh, coming up to Christmas time, the uh, local uh, young priest in the village of Oberndorf, he wanted to lift the spirits of the people. So, unfortunately for him, the church organ was out of action. The mice had 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 destroyed the, the organ there. So the organ so just wasn't working? Out, out of action. So yeah. what could he do? And the only thing he could do was go to the organist Franz Gruber, who was also an accomplished guitar player. And he gave him a poem. And he said, write something quickly for me for for Christmas Eve tonight. And uh, I think Franz Gruber spent a few hours working on it and came back with Saturday Saturday night. night. Um, and and that's what I think is also uh, quite magical about the story and and quite lovely that you were involved is the fact that it was written for a guitar, exactly. which a lot of people would be unaware of, because traditionally you you know you would see that being played in churches and it would be played on the organ. Yeah, exactly. Very few churches will play it on guitar yeah. and huge orchestras and huge yeah. choirs and that. And but then again, when you think about it, it actually is a very simple song. Yeah. And that's the magic of it, isn't it? Well, I think it was and I, I certainly for me would have been one of the first carols along with the way in a manger. Absolutely. Silent night. They were the ones we all learned in school. Absolutely. They were the ones. And never forget. OK, we, I, I never forget. No. <laughs> OK, so here it is. This is the recording with me doing the narration and uh, Noah Walsh on guitar and uh, Owen oh. Leahy on um, uh, singing. OK, sit back, relax and enjoy this. The story of Silent Night goes back 200 years to 1818, to the little village of Oberndorf in the Austrian Alps. By the end of Napoleon's wars, the people of Oberndorf were suffering great hardship and poverty. As Christmas 1818 was approaching, the young priest of the parish, Joseph Moore, wanted to do something special for Midnight Mass to lift their spirits. But lo and behold, the church organ was badly damaged by mice. So Joseph asked the church organist, Franz Gruber, to compose music on guitar to the words of the poem he had written to celebrate the birth of the infant Jesus. On his guitar, Franz wrote a simple and beautiful lullaby in the popular German leader style. Little did the people of Oberndorf know 
that as they walked through the snow in the moonlight to midnight mass, that they would be the first audience to hear the first performance of Silent Night, composed by Joseph Moore and Franz Gruber on voice and guitar on Christmas Eve 1818, 200 years ago. Very quickly, this simple lullaby found a place in the hearts of mankind all over the world with its tender message of hope and salvation and the certainty of a better life for everyone. Rest assured forevermore at Christmas, young and old will gather in peace and joy and in one eternal voice will sing the immortal words, Silent Night, Holy Night.
Oh, I really think that's lovely. That's only he's singing and Noel Walsh who joins me in studio is playing the guitar and I was doing the narration at the start. As I say, that's just the, the infancy of the plan. You would like to add a choir to that, do you think? I think it would, uh, yeah. at the, the final verse, it would be beautiful. It would be lovely. Have, uh, it would be lovely. And there's plenty and of choir people in Mallow There too. is indeed. <laughs> and, it's, and, you know, it's the fact that it's the 200th anniversary, but also there's been so much emphasis and focus on the 100th anniversary of the ending of World War One. And it was that particular song, which at that stage then was 100 years old. That was the famous song that was sang in the trenches uh, in World War One on No Man's Land. And it was a German who was singing it in German. And of course, the British young lads and Irish young lads who would be in the trenches on the other side recognised the tune and said, that's exactly. Silent Night. Yep. And that was actually the start of them getting up and they had that uh, truce that uh, lasted for a couple of hours and they, and they exchanged photographs and played football. And then unfortunately, they had to get back to killing each other all over again <laughs> a few hours later. Um, and the Christmas 1915, we've played Tommy Fleming's version uh, here on the programme remembers that remembers that and that it was it was yeah. sang at Carols by Candlelight it, it was actually um, Dan Toomey who's a, a very fine tenor from Cork was um, um, Susan Brennan who organised it had, had arranged for him to sing that song and he sang it just before we did our version of Silent Night and it was fantastic and actually can I take this occasion as well to wish Dan and his wife congratulations on the birth of their first son uh, a couple of days ago Fine singer, and I'm sure he's have a gr- the best Christmas ever with their their new arrival. Congratulations, so congratulations uh, Michael in Bear says, Patricia, I always understood that Silent Night was written by a priest on his way home from a sick call in the hills in Austria as he trudged through the snow. By the way, absolutely beautiful uh, recording that you played. Actually, that that listener there now is not Michael. far off the mark because there's yeah. quite a number of legends about that. But the priest involved was a priest called uh, Joseph Moore, who, who you mentioned, and yeah. the music was written by Franz Gruber. But as I say, there's a certain amount of, it was 200 years ago and yeah. there wasn't that much documentation of what was happening at the time. It was later on that the, the full history was, was yeah. put together. And the fact but that it was it was 200, this, the, the, exactly. this Christmas Eve, exactly. 200 years ago would have been the first time it, it was uh, played. And a number of people saying, well done Patricia and to the singers and the guitarists. Let's not forget <laughs> Noel Waters' guitarists. That was absolutely beautiful version of uh, Silent Night. And uh, we will look forward to having it maybe available next year. Maybe people will be able to get copies of it. Wouldn't Hopefully. that be nice? That would yeah, be for a charity or something. Yeah, you know, it would be lovely. Yeah. So, are you busy? Will you be? Will you be plucking on the guitar <laughs> over Christmas? Well, I think we'll take it a little bit quiet. But I think I'm back in uh, play every second Thursday night back in the Vintage in Kentork, the Vintage Restaurant, lovely venue. So I'm back there on the 28th, which is actually a Friday, and. Um, I would hope I'll have a number of wedding receptions at Springford Hall in that during the year. So, you know, you'll keep them busy. Yeah. And of course, Cantor Arts Festival, I've, I've been booked to kind of play there again this year. As you, you've been there yourself I before. Did, I, I, yeah, I had the yeah, great honour of opening people. it last yeah. year. It was lovely. It was and of lovely. course, I, I think we can always run Ty Curtis and Malum Arts Festival to to shout to own myself to do something as well. So that's that's really it okay. you know well keep busy and it's a pleasure as always to have you in studio thank you for that not at all uh, Patricia and thank you very and, much uh, for, thanks for joining us no and thank Walsh. you for be- being with us on the record well it was my pleasure thanks Home Patricia today with Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow it's family run so your loved one will feel at home see breedhaven.ie C103
Hi, Ken Perrett here. As the evenings get shorter and the weather gets colder, C103 would like to encourage you to make sure your vehicle is winter ready. Make sure to get your tyres, brakes and oil levels checked. Ensure that all your lights are working and if not, get them replaced immediately. And always have a high-vis vest, a torch and a working mobile phone or charger in your car in case of a breakdown. This winter, be safe on the roads and for the latest traffic updates and information, stay listening to C103. And Michael and Mallow was on when we're remembering Silent Night and the fact that it was written 200 years ago this year and first performed on Christmas Eve 200 years ago. Michael and Mallow says, did you know that St Mary's Church in Mallow is 200 years old at this year? And I didn't. Wouldn't that be a nice tie-in? I don't know if there's Midnight Mass going on in St Mary's Church in Mallow, but wouldn't it be lovely uh, for somebody to pay reference to the fact that Silent Night 200 years ago it was the first performance performing it in a church that's also 200 uh, years old. Thank you, Michael, for that. And happy anniversary to Margaret Ryan in Castletown Roach from her husband, Michael. They're 44 years married today. Happy anniversary to you both, Margaret and Michael Ryan in Castletown Roach. Now, Rearing to Go is a campaign that was launched this week at Corin Mart in Formoy. To outline the campaign, I'm joined by one of the organisers, Peter Hines, who is a dairy well known dairy farmer from Aherla. Uh, good morning to you, Peter. Good morning, Patricia. How are you keeping? I'm keeping very well. We speak again. Now, we, before we talk about the fundraising side of things, uh, outline what this campaign is all about and how it all came about. I suppose Rearing to Go came about through a conversation between myself and Helen Cal from Ear to the Ground and she linked uh, myself and Paula up with Angela Hayes, uh, and for those who don't know Angela Hayes, she runs an organisation called Chuck Tom. Uh, she's an inspirational woman because she lost a, a husband uh, to suicide, and 10 years later, she lost a son to suicide. And I suppose rather than letting it, it it, it beat her down. She decided she wanted to stand up and do so much more for the community uh, and that led to the coming about of the Thomas Hayes Trust uh, and Chuck Tom uh, and she provides a support service to people that are contemplating suicide, that are in a bad place uh, and also to families who have lost someone to suicide and just chatting to her the other day I mean, like, the work she does is phenomenal. She was, she recently uh, helped counsel and support a three-year-old uh, child that all they wanted for Christmas was to have their dad back because their dad uh, was lost to suicide oh 12 months previous. Uh, and to put the figures into context, she supported uh, 250 people and families in 2017. This year, that number has grown to 500. uh, And she does all that through community support and community funding. Uh, They have a counselling centre that's open. uh, They're Kilkenny-based, aren't they? They're Kilkenny-based. And and they very much wanted to link up with uh, the farming community. And I suppose the services that Angela run runs is it's available to anyone throughout the country uh they have a helpline that's uh, running uh for late into the night the the counseling center is open late into the night and even in the last week uh in the run-up to launching this uh she's had to deal deal with and, and help 
two families that lost uh, people to suicide in, in, in the space of a week. So, uh, Goodness was, me. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's as you said, her own story to have lost her husband and then 10 years later, it was on the anniversary of her husband's death that her son took his own life. And you just, you kind of think of, my God, how would you even get out of bed after something like that happening to you? And she's, she, she sounds like an amazing woman, uh, Peter. She is. She's a phenomenal woman. And she, she, Angela's a very quiet type of person. She doesn't ask anyone for help. Uh, and um, that probably suits me because I'll ask the whole country for help. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, and I also think it's so important because we were only talking earlier on uh, today about bank um, uh, family homes being repossessed. We know what happened in Roscommon uh, last week. And the TDs that took over the KCB Bank brought uh, a coffin in with them. And when I was talking with Michael Collins, I was saying, what was the symbol of the coffin? And he said, because unfortunately, when people come under that type of financial pe- pressure and strain, that we're losing, we're losing lives uh, because of it. And within rural areas and farming communities, uh, Peter, it really is a problem. People struggling with depression and mental health, isn't it? And, and it's just not spoken about enough. It is, and I think a, big, a large part of what we want to try and do with Rearing to Go is we we, we want it to be very much a positive campaign. Um, we want to highlight the importance of mental health and mental well-being uh, in the farming community and beyond. We want to normalise the, the conversation. I myself have suffered from depression uh, and I've no problem saying it publicly because we want people that are in need of help that are under pressure to know that there's support out there that, you know, look look over the ditch for your neighbour that might be feeling under pressure or, or, or a bit out of sorts and just go and say, are you OK, buddy? You know, and it's... Us, us men need to be able to ask for help and, and say and stand up and say, yeah, we're struggling a bit here and we need a bit of help. And I'm not being sexist saying men, but unfortunately, men are, are the worst candidates for not chatting about their problems. Yeah, um, I think we as women, we open up more to, to female friends or family members much more than, than men will do. And and Peter, I mean, people who know you and, you know, know you and Paula and you're always so bubbly and full of life, both of you. You would never think that somebody like you could have gone through a period of depression. But it, it crept up on you and it, it happened. Did. It did and it happened. And I suppose I was very, very fortunate at the time that uh, when I went and spoke to my GP and he can, he linked me up with a very, very good counsellor and I learned to talk out uh, my problems with uh, the counsellor and then with Paula. And I suppose mental well-being is something that each and every one of us um, has to work on on a daily basis to, you know, you can't be working all the time, you need to share problems, you need, you need to eat simple things like eating well, sleeping well taking time out, going out doing something fun, That that's what mental well-being is and that's something that every one of us needs, needs to work on and to put it into context if you see professional athletes, they spend as much time working on their mental game as they do on their physical game. Absolutely. And that leads, that helps them cope with the pressure of big games, you know, when, 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 um, if, if they're getting a lot, a lot of grief, if they've had a poor game and they're getting a lot of grief from the public after it, that they know how to handle that. So it's, it's something each and every one of us needs to work on uh, continuously. 
Okay, so tell us about this rearing to go and uh, what's what you're asking farmers to do first. So rearing to go, we are having a celebrity auction in Corin Mart on the 2nd of March 2019, uh, specifically chosen because that Saturday doesn't clash with a Six Nations match. <laughs> uh, we, we want it to be very much a family fun day. We're okay. going to have uh, celebrity auctioneers. Uh, and what we're asking farmers to do is donate a dairy bread heifer calf, uh, or likewise some farmers mightn't have a spare heifer, dairy heifer calf, uh, but we would also could, uh, be willing to take beef bread uh, calves from the dairy herd. Um, and we don't want it to be all one-way traffic, so what we've done is we've linked up with Volak uh, and Sam and her team in Volak in the UK have uh, been hugely supportive of this. We're giving each farmer who donates a calf a free bag of uh, Volak Heferlac. Uh, Dairy Gold have also come on board with us um, and we're giving a bag of calf nuts to each farmer who donates a calf and likewise Cork Marts have been hugely supportive of this uh, throughout and I just want to say a huge thanks to Sean because uh, even having the facilities in Corn to la- la- launch the other day was phenomenal but uh, on top of that, any farmer who commit who signs up to donating a calf between now and the seventh of January will be entered into a draw for a, a two hundred euro voucher for karmic tagging. So we very much want to give stuff back to the farmers. That's nice. Uh, and, and get and just try and get the farming community together uh, and and get them all if the farm organisations behind this. Uh, and I know the the farming the ag industry are hugely supportive. Uh, Marie Barry from AIB and from I was with us joined us the other day you know, uh, for the launch and uh, I suppose the ag companies understand the the importance of prioritising their employees and the mental well-being that, they're, that they need their employees to work on but they want to send that message back down to the farmers on the ground and, and the broader community that this is something we all need to be positive about and, and fo- focus on and get the conversation going and normalise. Yeah, so that, yeah and, and that's what I have to say I like about what you're doing here while the fundraising side is vital for Angela to continue her work at the Thomas Hayes uh, Trust but you're getting the conversation going. Yeah, that's the most important thing and I, I think even launching it uh, this Wednesday uh it took a phenomenal amount of work to get it to launch this Wednesday, but we specifically wanted it to go before Christmas because we understand there's a lot of people under pressure in December and January, uh, and it's probably the toughest time of the year for some people. But we want them to know there's so much help out there. There's so many people willing to listen, and we just want them to know that if you're if you're if you're struggling. Ask someone for help, and Reach out. if you see a uh, see a buddy or a neighbour that's down in the dumps or a bit lonely or, or standoffish, just go and ask them. You know, how are you doing? Do you want to come out for a cup of tea? You know, people need to feel involved, and uh, I suppose look at the end of the day, there's there's been a phenomenal amount of suicides. Uh, Too I've many. About in Too the many. Night. In, in December alone, and we need to stop this. We need yeah. to, we need people to understand. There's so much more. There's so much help out there. It has to end. How can people get involved with rearing to go, uh, Peter, and find out more? So people can con- contact the Thomas Hayes Trust. Uh, they could contact Cork Marts. 
Uh, I'm happy to give out my mobile here now if you're if that's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, it's zero eight seven zero six four four six seven eight. Uh, and I think uh, JP is going to put up um, the advert on social me on your social media. We will indeed. Well. We'll get we'll get it up on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Yeah. Listen, and good luck with it, and we'll talk again in the new year, closer to the time. Thank you so much, Patricia. Happy Christmas to you, and a happy Christmas to you, to Paula, and uh, to all the family. And thanks a million for uh, for all your contribution uh, throughout the year. And we'll talk again in the new year. Thanks for that. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is uh, Peter Hines, um, well-known dairy farmer from Aherla, rearing to go. It's a it's a fantastic charity, and we wish uh, good luck to everybody involved in it. Can I send congratulations? And sorry, just while we're on the subject of all I was talking about with uh, Peter Hines, uh, just a reminder to you that the, the Cork Samaritans are holding their vigil, candlelit vigil tonight on the corner of Grand Parade to South Mall from between 7pm and 9pm the High Hope Squire and the Lord Mayor McFinn is going to be there plus many many more and they've selected tonight because it's the shortest day of the year which means it's the longest night of the year and the Samaritans are available for anyone who feels that they need to talk they're there 24-7 so they'll be there all over Christmas as well at 116-123-116-123 and congratulations to Mairead Quinn in Kiskane Mairead Quinn was lucky caller number 10 when we played the cute call for the Everyman We Have an Everyman Free Panto Friday today every hour a family pass family of four people to go along and see Cinderella at the Everyman and the tickets that we are giving away today are for Friday the 11th of uh, January with the Panto starting at half past seven and Mairead Quinn of Kim Kiskane became our latest winner we have more of those family passes to give away uh, throughout the afternoon including in the next hour along with the Nathan Carter ticket You're listening to Cork Today on replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. We were talking about mental health and lives lost uh, to suicide in the last time we were talking with Peter um, Hines and the great work he's going to be doing in that fundraiser um, where they're asking uh, farmers to donate cattle and we will talk more about that I promise you in the new year but it's a great great campaign um, and particularly for the organisation that they're going to uh, that they're going to help the Thomas Hayes um, Trust which was uh, set up following that family losing a mother using a father and then 10 years to the day uh, a son um, takes their own own life on the anniversary of the 10th anniversary of his dad's death just so so difficult but out of all of that sadness comes a really good organisation anything that we can do to promote that organisation we will do well a listener says while there are bullies in homes bullies in workplaces bullies in positions of authority there sadly will always be suicide if a person is not treating another as they would like to be treated themselves then there is a problem. Bullies often don't like to apply that term to themselves, but they'll readily apply it to others. Yeah. And what a great way to go through life, always treating somebody, someone, the same way you'd like to be treated yourself. And if you do that in every aspect of your life, if you do that in your home, if you do it in your workplace, if you do it when you're out and about, when you're shopping, no matter what you're doing, always treat someone the way you'd like to be treated yourself. What a great, great world we would actually live in. Thank you. Uh, there's no name on that text, but thank you for it to uh, 0862 103 103. Mary in Dalmanway says, Patricia, well done. 
to Deputy Michael Collins who spoke with you earlier for doing what he did in the KBC branch when they occupied it on Wednesday. The reason the banks are doing what they're doing with non-performing loans is that the European Central Bank they're pushing the banks now to sell off those non-performing loans. This is a situation that sadly is only going to get is, is only going to get worse. It's certainly not going to get better. The government can make 30 million euro available for the event centre while homelessness is on the rise and our health service is in trouble. Our politicians and big boys in this country, did they learn nothing from the boom times? It certainly doesn't look like it says Mary Indomamu, who says, well done to uh, Michael Collins. And I know the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, you know, stood up and said that there has been less family homes repossessed through the courts uh, this year. But as Michael Collins says, right, there might have been less than was repossessed the previous year, but it was still 400 fo- homes, 400 people this Christmas without their family home because they got into problems with the bank. It couldn't be sorted out and their homes were uh, repossessed and you know while the one in Roscommon got a lot of publicity the other 400 homes that were repossessed there's no publicity. People just walk away from them and and they're embarrassed about it they're ashamed by it and they've really nothing to be ashamed of because many of those families would have really really tried to have gotten everything sorted out and it just wasn't possible. 1850 We're going to be talking later on in this hour about Pirate Radio and the day the music ended in 1988 on the 31st of January. That's when all Pirate Radios ceased um, uh, ceased to play um, and we're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit later on in the programme with a special programme that John Green has put together for Where the Road uh, Takes Me. Anthony by WhatsApp says, I remember Atlantic 252, Rick O'Shea and uh, Codwell and Mark Whelan. Um, I love radio. Um, it's a real passion of uh, mine and there's a lot of people, myself included we would have started out our days in Pirate Radio and there's a lot of people still involved in radio today that came through from the Pirate Radio uh, days We were talking about Midnight Mass earlier on in the week, this was in particular because somebody wanted to know was there Midnight Mass going on in Drumahan Church and it's not, there is Mass at 8pm on Christmas Eve but no Midnight Mass Dan and Kilavallon was on to us to say they had an, an 8.30 in the morning Mass and that was stopped a few years ago but it did come back for a while and then it went again um, and of course it was all down to there just wasn't enough priests to say all of the masses and rural par- parishes are suffering the most says Dan in Kilavallam there are no new vocations you really will have to wonder how the church is going to move on going forward it's, to me it's going to be a little bit like we'll be doing when we used to send Irish priests on the missions we'll be doing it in reverse because certainly in Africa some of the African countries they are seeing an increase in the number of vocations so that's what will happen we will have priests coming on the missions they'll, they'll be just doing it in reverse they'll be coming from Africa and coming over here to say our masses because we do we have a problem it's something we've certainly discussed on this programme uh, during the year where there's the, the age of the priest in a parish and parishes are sharing a priest. We have a priest who, remember, the last time we did it, we had somebody who highlighted a local priest, I think, who was saying four masses between, on top of two on a Saturday night, two different vigil masses, you know, a half six, and then going to another church to a half seven, and then four different masses on the Sunday morning, moving from church to church. And that's the that's the way it's going, but it's only so long the priests are going to be able to keep that up. Anyway, on Midnight Mass, 
if we have a suggestion in if you are looking for a very traditional midnight mass a listener was on to say there is a beautiful traditional midnight mass every year in Mount Mellory Abbey in Waterford and they stick with the tradition and they have the midnight mass at midnight because many of the churches like what's happening in Dromahan they'll have it at 8 o'clock in the evening or 9 o'clock in the, in the evening there's very few still doing the midnight mass at midnight mass but the wonderful setting of Mount Mellory if you're willing to travel and God you couldn't get a better setting uh, for midnight mass I can tell you so that is on again this year and Sheila in Castle Magna they don't have midnight mass either but she said what they do have in Castle Magna Church is at 5 o'clock in the evening on Christmas Eve there's a family mass and then they have a special Christmas vigil mass at nine o'clock but they don't have a midnight mass uh, either. I don't know when we did that the other day did we find out many places that actually had a midnight mass. I think the majority were saying no that there's a, vig- a vigil mass uh, is hell is is on instead. Uh, 1850-333-103 Hi Trish when you're discussing pirate radios with uh, John Green in this hour didn't the late Cherry Ryan start on pirate radio in Cork City? I don't know but John Green is a man who will know and will be able to tell us that. I don't know if, if he did but I certainly will uh, find out for you. Um, John Paul continues to take your calls we're going to do we'll do the Nathan Carter one first John Paul are you okay with that okay let's play the clip because I've always been a fan of Joe and his music my, my name was a huge fan of Joe yeah. she used to go and watch him in Liverpool now, who was the huge fan in Nathan Carter's family, a huge fan of Joe Dolan? What's the missing word? Get dialing now, 1850-333-103 and caller number eight to get through to John Paul. Caller eight to get through. Wins a pair of tickets to see Nathan Carter live at the Marquee. It's Friday the 14th of June with those tickets now officially on sale at uh, ticketmaster.ie. But our last pair of tickets for Nathan that we've been giving away all this week and our thanks to Aiken Promotions Promotions for coming up with their tickets this week. One more play of it. What's the missing words? Because I've always been a fan of Joe and his music. My my name was a huge fan of Joe Dolan. She used to go and watch him in Liverpool. Get dialing 1850-333-103 and don't forget if you want to purchase tickets you can by going to ticketmaster.ie The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council Supporting businesses Supporting communities Serving Cork Visit corkcoco.ie There is a live crib at Lismar GAA Grounds It's there all this week between 7 and 9 at tonight It's a free event but it's going to open tomorrow Saturday at 4 o'clock and that's for the smaller children and uh, that the 79 might be too late for them to get, to get out so tomorrow that's in the GAA grounds in Lismire A Christmas morning swill, swim will be held on Cool Main Beach at 11am Sponsorship cards from St Michael's Centre are Murray's Auctioneers in Bandon with proceeds going to St Michael's Centre and the Bandon Red Cross a carol service will be held in St Mary's Church of Ireland in Castletown Roach on the 21st, which is today. It is today. Uh, it's on tonight, half past seven. All are welcome. Free event, voluntary collection at the door in aid of the Building Repair Fund. And Christmas dinner, we spoke about this earlier in the week, will be served 
on Christmas Day at Cox's Hall in Dunmanway to people who are homeless, alone, or, or small families. You just don't want to be on your own. It's from 11am to 3pm. Dinner, music and festive fun will be offered on the day, all free of charge. But you need you need to book your place, please. Some more details from 85 And Let's stay with Dunmanway because their 20th annual Christmas Day swim will be held this year at 11am at Inchidani Beach. Swimmers will meet at half past 10. Funders and cards from Eileen Lyons and Kathleen O'Farrell in aid of CUH Cancer Day uh, Unit. New swimmers gratefully appreciated. And Dermot Lyons is playing at Kilbehany Community Centre tonight. Dancing is from half past nine to midnight and teas will be served. And there's a coffee morning in the Forest Hall in Mitchellstown tomorrow morning from 10am to 12 noon and it's in aid of the Doyle family in Kildallery. Court today with Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow. It's family run so your loved one will feel at home. See breedhaven.ie C103. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Now, on the 31st of December 1988, Post and Telegraph's Minister, Ray Burke, saw his long-debated broadcasting legislation come into force as and from midnight on that night. It was an offence to broadcast without a licence as it was to finance or support an illegal radio station in any way. On this week's edition of Where the Road Takes Me, John Green begins the first of two-part programmes which looks back at an historic era in Irish broadcasting history 30 years ago, almost to the day. Some of the people involved will reflect on their time as a pirate radio presenter and will hear about the emotionally charged night when the airways went uh, silent. Our own John Green uh, joins me. Good afternoon to you, John. Oh, good afternoon, Patricia, and a very happy Christmas to you all up there in the north. And many happy returns uh, to you. Now, was this very much a labour of love for you? Uh, It was, absolutely. Uh, Very much so, uh, because, as you said in your introduction there, it was um, an emotionally charged night. Um, Everybody was sad, um, because most of the people that I spoke to for the programme, each and every one of them said that if they had the power, uh, they would rewind and go back to what was a wonderful era and what was really uh, a significant period in Irish broadcasting history. Yeah, and of course, many people that went on into legalised radio and independent radio as it was then started out and we all got our training in pirate radio. Absolutely, yeah, and it you know it was a uh, for anybody who remembers that era and who worked in the uh, in the pirate stations during that era would remember, um, you know, we didn't take ourselves too seriously. We were um, providing a service. Uh, we made loads of mistakes. We fluffed our lines, so to speak, on several occasions. Very unusual things happened. Uh, we often went off the air. Um, but apart from that, it was like a broadcasting college to people who later went on to pursue a full-time career in radio. I mean, when I was in pirate radio, I had absolutely no intention of pursuing uh, a radio career. And the very thought of it uh, horrified my mother to think that I would actually leave um, a full-time secure job as a bus driver in Cork City which I was doing at the time <laughs> and you did you gave it all up to go into radio um, somebody said uh, when I mentioned about the fact that you know many people who went on to work in radio started in the pirate days and I've just the person has resent the text I misread the initial text my apologies didn't the late Jerry Ryan start on pirate radio station uh, in Dublin 
As far as I know, he did, yeah, quite a lot of the uh, two, the older uh, 2FM DJs and a lot of the uh, the guys in RT Radio 1 as well. Um, most of them would have started in Pirate Radio because Pirate Radio was very strong in Dublin and, and it started there basically before it became strong in Cork around 78, 79, I'd say. And talking of RTE, RTE presenter John Creedon talks to you uh, on this programme about his days in uh, Pirate Radio. He does indeed, yeah. I mean, John um, and uh, a guy called Henry Condon, who went on to become such a significant name in in radio, not only in Ireland, but all over the world as well. Uh, John and Henry were uh, childhood buddies and uh, they sort of uh, spent their time playing as uh, radio DJs. And then when they heard the news that there was actually a pirate radio station starting in Cork, which at the time I think was uh, CCLR, and they were on French Church Street, which is just off Paul Street. And if you ever go down uh, Paul Street at the, the very corner to French Church Street, you'll see these steps going up. I think it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's a restaurant now or something, but uh, it's up those steps that CCLR were, uh, was. And they both went down. They said, look, we're very interested in radio. We're very interested in music. Any chance of a start? And they said, well, when can you start? Can you do this evening? And that's, it, was, it was as instant as that. Um, and, and did it affect then the fact that John worked in Pirate Radio, did that in any way affect him then going on to the National Broadcaster? Oh, yes, it did. Yes. And uh, afterwards, I, because John then went on to, um, I began with a radio station in, in Cork City called Capital Radio, and then that closed down. And then I moved to Tabandon, uh, where WKLR started. And I think once a week or twice a week, John would come down, he would make promos, he would make ads, he would come up with ideas for the programme as well. And then I remember uh, that he had applied for a, a position with RTE, and that was to fill in for Pat Kenny on the Drive Time programme on RTE Radio 1. And I think before that, um, that famous broadcaster, uh, Joe Lenane, uh, had been doing that spot. And then John left to do that uh, spot fill-in for Pat Kenny for a few weeks. But when that was over... Um, he was out the door and he he did say to me that he found it very difficult uh, to get into RTE because of his pirate background. Yeah, they didn't. They they really didn't like the pirates at all. No, but it not didn't, at all. No, but the no. pirates continued and there was many stories of raids on, on pirate radio stations. But as soon as they were raided, they were they were they just moved somewhere else and they were they were set up again. They were it was the engineers behind the radio stations who were the real geniuses and we had one of those very much here with us on C103, John Cahill. Yeah, John now is in the, has moved to the States and he's living there with his uh, American-born wife, Joanne. And John and I have always been very good friends. We've had many, many great discussions. So I emailed him and I said, look, this is an ideal opportunity for you to tell a wonderful story about how you began with NCCR in North Cork and how it came to be. And of course, then... In next week's programme, or sorry, in part two, uh, John touches on what must have been a very emotional night, um, the night that NCCR, like the rest of us, had to close down. But unfortunately, uh, during the final few hours of broadcasting, um, Pat O'Connor, who was a member of the board of NCCR, a former member of the board of NCCR, uh, became ill and uh, died actually in the studio. So they actually closed down uh, quite early. So yeah. John describes that and it is very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was dreadful, dreadful uh, what happened. And then our own Nick Richard in the afternoon. Um, some people may be aware of this, others may not. He was, um, he was on Radio Caroline. 
He was, um, he was Patricia. Yeah, and uh, now he did. He had a, a stint in pirate radio here in Ireland as well. But I knew for for some time that Nick had spent some time in Radio Caroline. And when we were all growing up, nearly each and every one of the people I spoke to, or each and every person who was involved in pirate radio, um, they all say that they got their love for radio or love for music from Radio Luxembourg or Radio Caroline. Now I know when I was young, um, we had difficulty in picking up Radio Caroline. Um, it was normally Radio Luxembourg, not by choice, but just because we couldn't pick it up. But Radio Caroline was, not only was it a pirate radio station, but it was just an adventure. Because this was a ship, um, and John describes, or Nick describes it on Sunday, the ship was called the Mi Amigo, and it was a rust bucket. So imagine imagine putting a rust bucket um, with no compass, um, no wheel, no anything um, out into possibly one of the worst and most ferocious seas in the world, the North Sea. They were looking and trying to do was a killed. They were. They were. They, they were moored in between two sandbanks, and the only good thing about the ship was the the anchor chain, which was had to be fairly secure. So when a really bad storm came, uh, they had to batten down the hatches in every sense of the word, and they were living in you know in their wits. It was so dangerous because that ship could sink at any time. And then when they finished their stint, the British government were so intent on arresting these guys that it was a secret that a, 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 a certain code as to where they would be taken and dropped off, so to speak, when they finished their stint. They may go to Holland or they may be brought to some part of the UK, but it always had to be secret as to where they were going because um, Radio Caroline was owned by Ronan O'Reilly, he was an Irish businessman, and he was uh, intent on, um, I suppose, combating the um, monopoly that the likes of the BBC and the record companies had on music in the charts at the time. And he had moored this ship um, so far out that legally they couldn't put their hands on him. So the only way they could get at him was to wait until uh, these guys came on shore and maybe arrest them. Or, uh, and Nick speaks uh, speaks about that, about uh, coming on shore and being hidden underneath and hearing the clip-clop of uh, boots um, on deck and looking out a window and seeing it was the police and um, getting away with it. and all. It, it was really cloak-and-dagger stuff, a way more cloak-and-dagger stuff than it was for us pirates on land, so to speak. Okay, you've also got some funny stories, like, for example, your own, some of your own first broadcasts and how mice interrupted you. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, I I had uh, submitted um, a demo tape um, for a laugh, really, uh, to Capital Radio. And uh, they came back to me and they said, OK, uh, we like what you do. And uh, would you be willing to do a show? So I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, they said, can you do three to five on next Thursday afternoon? And I said, sure, I can. But in reality, I couldn't because uh, between three and five on Thursday afternoon, I was supposed to be at uh, the Busman's Hut in Patrick Street as a standby driver. Uh, just in case, in in those days and in presently as well, uh, the likes of the number three, the number eight, the number two were extremely busy. And at that time of the evening or the afternoon, it was really rush hour. And uh, we were on standby just in case uh, they were overloaded and we would take the pressure off them by doing runs to Mayfield or runs to Bishopstown or runs to Ballyfehan or Farnry or places like that. But I took a chance that I wouldn't be missed and I wasn't. 
And we I did my first programme three to five on Thursday afternoon um, up above a, a chip shop on the corner of uh, the Grand Parade and Tucky Street. And then later, soon afterwards, really, we, we moved to Tucky Street and we got what we always called an executive suite um, uh, up in the attic of a building in, in, um, in Tucky Street. Now, if you've ever seen uh, the musical Oliver with Ron Moody and where he lived with his bunch of pickpockets, um, deplorable conditions, this was exactly what Capital Radio was like uh, at that time. So I remember um, Cliff Richard at the time was... He was celebrating 25 years in the business, and I decided one morning that I would do a sort of uh, tribute to Cliff Richard between 10 and 11 and play most of his songs. And he also had a new song out at the time called We Don't Talk Anymore. You probably remember that. I sure. do Nothing indeed. Hurts, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So I arrived in, and Jim Collins was on before me, and he said to me, we've got a problem here. And he said, just look at the floor. And I looked at the floor and it was absolutely alive with mice. They were everywhere. They were bungee jumping off the, the, the curtains. They were dancing to the music. They were hanging out in the corner. They just didn't take any notice of us whatsoever. So I had to come up with an idea fairly fast because I wasn't going to sit on a chair or a stool and have my feet dangling on the floor because you know what would happen. They'd run up the leg of your pants or run up the side of your pants or something like that. So I decided we had stools in those days. We didn't have the um, nice, comfortable swivel chairs that we have uh, at the moment. So I decided to squat on the uh, on the stool, you know, the way yeah. an Indian squats yeah. Yeah. at the fireside. He, yeah, he puts his legs up, up underneath him, you know. So I decided to do that. And it was going grand for a couple of minutes. And then I, I went to introduce Cliff Richard's song, his new song, and I said, blah, 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 Capital Radio doing a tribute to Cliff Richard this morning, 25 years in the business. Here's his new song, and it's called We Don't Talk Anymore. And I put the song on, and I was just about to reach to put the microphone off, and I looked down, and there was a mouse on my chest. And I, I, he was looking at me, and I was looking at him, and he screeched, and I screeched, and all the mice on the floor stopped what they were doing, looking up to see what was happening. So what I did was I, I caught my shirt, and I hooshed him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, off your, yeah off your chest. Yeah. And he went into midair, and he landed on the turntable. And right in the middle of Cliff Richard. Yeah, so you got something like, um, it's so funny, we don't... <laughs> and that put an end to, to we don't talk anymore. And then, of course, the mouse was on the turntable. It was going at 45 revolutions per minute. And he was like a guy on um, on a treadmill. And he was running against it and he couldn't get off it. <laughs> and eventually, uh, eventually he got off it. And I don't know, he fell on the floor or something like that. But what happened then was the, the stool kind of keeled over. And now this happened very fast, but I'm, I'm telling you this in slow motion, so to speak. And if you ever saw in the movies when a van or a truck goes over the edge of a cliff and half of it is on the cliff and half of it is hanging over and um, the person inside knows that if they make the wrong move in either direction, it's going gonna, it's gonna to topple over. And there I was, the stool had tilted over, it was balancing, and I was trying to reach to turn off the microphone and hold on to something because I knew it was going to topple over, and it did. And as it fell... All I remember was saying two words. The first one was oh, and the second one, I leave to your imagination. And there are some of the stories that you're going to be highlighting on your programme. And, and it's, it runs over two weeks, isn't it? 
Yeah, uh, this one is the first, uh, part one, and uh, the second one is the Sunday after. Now, it's not, it, it, there's very little in this about me. It's all about the guys I mentioned, John Creed, Nick Richard, John Cahill, uh, Donald O'Donovan, uh, who was in WKLR, and his, he talks about his initiation ceremony that all newcomers had to WKLR. Paul Sheen, whom I know you've interviewed before, Paul is the communications manager with Cork Simon, and he worked with me in... Uh, WKLR. I went to meet him the other day. I hadn't seen him for 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. Our own Tim Coughlin is featured as well. So um, there's very little, nothing about this, or nothing on this program is about me. It's all about these guys. Okay. Well, you, st- you could you could have a lot more about you because I know I know you and I know some of the very funny stories uh, you have. Listen, we're really looking forward uh, to hearing it. Episode one goes out this Sunday night. This Sunday night at uh, 7 o'clock and the second one the following Sunday at the very same time. The following one. And we remember only too well uh, where did those 30 years go? The the night and the the day the music stopped in Ireland December the 31st at 1988. Pleasure as always to talk to you, John. Thank you for that. Have a great Christmas and all the best for 2019. Okay, and can I just say one thing, of course, on, in, in this programme, the next programme as well, we, we remember some of the people who have since passed away, uh, people like Tony Allen has mentioned on the programme, the late Jimmy Hayes, and the next week we were doing a piece on the late Con McCarthy. Great stories about Con as well. So all Thank in all, um, it, it, it's, it's a trip down memory lane. All Thanks, right. Patricia. Thanks. Have a good Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Our own uh, John Green, 1850-333-103. Congratulations. Did I call out that one? Did I do the last of... Oh, I didn't do the Nathan Carter tickets. Congratulations to Catherine Gobbins in Mitchellstown. Congratulations, Catherine. Catherine has won the Nathan Carter tickets, our last set of Nathan Carter tickets when we played this. Because I've always been a fan of Joe and his music. My my was a huge fan of Joe Dillon. She used to go and watch him in Liverpool. And it was the fan who used to go see him in Liverpool. It was, of course, his nan. So well done. Catherine Gobbins in Mitchellstown winning our final set of Nathan Carter tickets. And you can purchase Nathan Carter tickets by going to ticketmaster.ie and our thanks to Aiken Promotions. Call now to win your family pass to the Everyman Panto, Cinderella. 1850-333-103. Okay. C103. Caller number 10. Let's give away the last of our family pass to go see Cinderella at the Everyman. 1850-333-103. Court today. With Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow. It's family run, so your loved one will feel at home. See breedhaven.ie. C103. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Mark Malone joins us, the final one for 2018. Indeed. Good afternoon to you. And we've asked you to take a look at the movies that are on TV because obviously at this time of year we get flooded with good movies. It's kind of the time where families sit down and, and, and watch movies. So you've gone through a few of the days over the Christmas period and taken a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of thing. What, yeah, what's yeah. There? And I, I just to concentrate on terrestrial channel, channels over the next, over the kind of Christmas period. So we'll start with Saturday, Saturday the twenty second. Okay. And uh, some of the movies that uh, you can choose from are Hell or High Water, which is like a modern day western with Chris Pine, which is terrific. You have The Guard with the brilliant uh, Brendan Gleeson, old school with Will Ferrell, where he's old and he goes back to school. And uh, I've decided to choose uh, Uncle Buck, um, which is this wonderful film with uh, John Candy and Macaulay Culkin, and um, basically the story is that John Candy is this kind of slob but his uh, his brother who has these kids is a, is a bit of a trouble is in trouble they've got to go somewhere so they've gonna so they ask Uncle Buck played by John Candy to look after the kids now they don't he doesn't meet the kids uh, too often and so Macaulay Culkin decides to take it upon himself to find out a little bit more about his Uncle Buck where do you live in the city do you have a house apartment on a rent rent 
What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. I'm your dad's brother, all right. You have much more hair in your nose than my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid, that's my job. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the famous line. I'm a kid, yeah. that's my job. Absolutely fabulous. Now, Macaulay Culkin, was that before Home Alone? It, no, it was after Home Alone. After I think, Home Alone, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'd worked with John Hughes before on both uh, of those, yeah. I mean, the thing about that, not, none of that is caught up. I mean, John Candy said that they had practice and practice and practice to get that speed and to get that quick. So it's not cut any of that. That's uh, that's as good as Macaulay Culkin used to be. I mean, he was wow, an extraordinary young guy. he was, yeah. yeah. And of course, Macaulay Culkin very much back in the news with Home Alone with the Google ad that's doing the rounds Which you asked Facebook. me about it I see and I haven't watched it yet but I must yeah, say. Yeah, I mean a lot of people talking, talking about that but it's but Home Alone is one of those movies that people sort of sit down and just dip in and out of it. It turns up at Christmas all of the time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a great it? movie, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I saw one, I, I'm a big fan of the Christmas Carol, the story of Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. I saw the Disney one uh, yesterday. I had recorded it. It's the Disney Christmas Carol. Who was in this oh, one? D- you're asking me now. Fanula Flanagan was one of the voices in it. Oh, yeah. It was done a few years ago. Stunning. Okay. Just the, the graphics it. on it is yeah. just uh, absolutely amazing. Okay. Let us go to Sunday the 23rd. Yeah, great. Another great choice of movies. You've got the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, the Wes Anderson film, which is just visually stunning. Uh, you've got Gremlins 2, uh, which is actually better than the first one. And uh, you've got the first Doctor, uh, the first James Bond film, Doctor No. That's the one with Ursula Andrews coming out of the water with the oh. uh, with a knife strapped to her yeah. thigh. God, I haven't seen that in years. I was ten when I saw it. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, but my choice is uh, ITV two uh, four fifty five. Look, it's Elf. You know, and the thing about Elf is I've got to sit through holiday um, Hollywood comedies here every Friday, where I tell you that I do not laugh once throughout these films. There are more laugh out loud moments in Elf in a minute than there are in uh, most Hollywood movies. Uh, of course, Will Ferrell is in the North Pole with Santa. He doesn't realize he's adopted. Uh, he then finds out that James Caan is his father in New York so he goes to see his father uh, James Caan who's kind of a high powered businessman and at one stage James Caan is having this uh, interview with this very very um, he's trying to get hold of this kind of contract with this uh, um, this man um, and it's a very important contract which means an awful lot of money and the man is played by uh, Peter the great Peter Dinklage who of course is a little person and of course when uh, Will Ferrell spots him of course he just gets the completely wrong idea I didn't know you had elves working here. Oh. Boy, you're, you're hilarious, my friend. He doesn't. On the cover above the title. Does Santa know that you left the workshop? You know, we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Buddy, go back to the base pay. Jackweed, I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. I've got houses in LA, Paris, and Vail. Oh. Each one of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. You feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. <laughs> yeah, it's like angry elf. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and he proceeds to beat him up there. <laughs> Yeah, that's excellent. It's all coming timing. It is. And actually, they did a survey of the best Christmas movie and it came second to It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it caught everybody by surprise. I don't think anybody really expected it to be as good as it was. And I certainly didn't. And it is just one of the funniest films ever made. Okay. All right. And by the way, there's no digital effects in it. It's all when you see him so much bigger than anybody else. It's all done by forced perspective. It's very clever.
Oh, I didn't know that. I think yeah. yeah, it's good because that's a good few years old as well, isn't it? It's a, a few years old now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, on to Christmas Eve. Okay, your choice uh, there: uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, which is terrific. Uh, Jurassic World, uh, which is the first of the, the more recent kind of remakes. Uh, it's very nostalgic of the first film. Uh, L.A. Confidential, which is this kind of searing look at kind of racism and corruption <laughs> in the fifties Hollywood uh, police force. Um, I've decided to go to uh, for Oh Brother, Where for Art Though, which is uh, directed by the Coen Brothers, and um, it's stars uh, George Clooney and other run constantly throughout the film and of course features this extraordinary piece of music from the Soggy Bottom Boys. Oh, that's a great piece of music. I'm glad you played that. Yeah, the again. boys uh, do mime it, uh, so they actually have the original uh, piece of music. It's uh, a man of constant sorrow from the Soggy Bottom Boys, and it's just fabulous. That's great. Now go to Christmas Day for us. Uh, Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. That's the uh, J.J. Abrams who brought back Star Wars brilliantly. It's very, very entertaining. Uh, Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. Very violent. Very funny. Very good. Keep him, you know, it's it's it's. Yeah. You know, it, 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 some people won't like it because of the violence, but it is very funny and entertaining. Okay. Uh, Blazing Saddles with Mel Brooks, it's oh. classic, of course. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I've gone with uh, Spinal Tap, uh, which is this uh, rockumentary uh, directed by Rob Reiner, and it's about this uh, English uh, rock group uh, who aren't the stars that they used to be, but they decide to have one last kind of um, you know tour of America, and Rob Reiner kind of follows the the band around and uh, interviews them. Um, when Ozzy Osbourne saw, saw it, he thought it was real. Uh, it, it was that kind of... But anyway, so a lot of it is uh, all ad-lib. This is a wonderful moment with Rob Reiner talking to Christopher Guest, who's playing the character of uh, Nigel Tufnell, who's very, talking about his amplifier. Because if you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11... And amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to eleven. Eleven, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder. These go to 11. (laughs) (laughs) I love those mockumentaries, I have to say. Okay, that's called uh, Spinal Tap and it's on uh, TG Cahar. Okay, Wednesday is St. Stephen's Day. What's your picks? Uh, Lots of family movies, yeah. There's the animated film Zootropolis, which is wonderful. You've got Ant-Man, you've got the BFG. I've gone, though, for if you are up very early at 10 past 7 or TE1, St. Stephen's Morning, it's High Society, Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. And this, just one of the greatest scenes ever, ever put on a musical screen. We sing, we sing, so rare, so rare, like old Cabin like Barbarum, don't take that kind of crooning chum. You must be one of the newer fellas. <laughs> 
I've always loved that line, and the reason is that one of the things about Bob, uh, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, what they used to do, of course, was they used to kind of come out and almost kind of break the fourth wall with lots of references, uh, you know, to themselves. And, uh, you know, Bing knew that Frank was one of the newer guys that were coming up and uh, taking over from uh, people like Bing. And there's a nice kind of reference to that. And nice I, I, I have to say, Christmas isn't Christmas unless you sit down and watch one of those old old movies. OK, yeah. and very uh, quickly to Thursday the 27th. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is the worst of the first three, but it's better than the Crystal Skull. you got Kung Fu Panda with uh, Jack Black which is very funny uh, Argo which won Best Picture but uh, Ben Affleck missed out on Best Director I've gone from Back to the Future um, RTE won uh, at uh, 145 uh, I watched it again recently it's still one of the it's greatest terrific. movies ever made you know I'm a big John Williams fan and of course this was produced by uh, Steven Spielberg you would think that John Williams did the music it wasn't it was Alan Silvestri and this is the great theme Okay, and I'm going to let it play where they're in the background because that's where I have to leave you, Mark. Thank you for Thanks all your contribution much. throughout the year. We'll talk again next year. John Paul, thank you uh, for filling. Uh, we'll be filling in for me over the next couple of weeks when I'm off. I'll talk to you in the new year. Have a very happy Christmas and all the best for 2019. Court Today with Breedhaven Nursing Home Mallow. It's family run, so your loved one will feel at home. See breedhaven.ie. C103. C103, the River Lee and the Evening Echo bring you the Cork City Sports Athletics Award. Every month, a panel of sporting experts will give recognition to an outstanding Cork athlete. This month's award goes to Dara McElhinney from Bantry AC. He's recognised for his comprehensive victory, winning the National Junior Cross Country Championship in Abbottstown. The Cork City Sports Athletics Award with the River Lee and the Evening Echo and C103. Connect with C103 on Twitter. Find all the latest news and sport and stay in touch with what's happening across Cork. Search for our Twitter handle at C103Cork. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.